Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. This is part two of Man Baggage. I'm Russell Kane, and what a panel I have today. I have Ariel Free and Ricky Haywood-Williams, and we're talking about maturity and girls. <laughs> um, so, let's crack off. <laughs> but our actual behaviour as well, the fact that, oh, you know, I've got, I'm married, I've got a kid, man. A li- I should be sat in the, the library behind me with my feet up, but I'm not. I'm planning my beefer. I'm writing another... I'm writing another novel. I'm planning a se- I like my brain and creativity is definitely mid twenties. It yeah. what's driving that, and it's not just me. It's across the board. People are like little bonsais in their pots, not just refusing. And yeah. I just I'm trying to look for a, a culprit here. Is it our lifespan? We're living a lot longer. I think so. I I think it's because um, I mean I, I don't know like your your journey, Ross, like 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 your earlier journey, but I think for. For me and a lot of people that I know that are in the industry that we're in, like the entertainment industry, it's because they they probably went to university. Like my parents didn't go to university. So, Mm. you know, they had to start work earlier, which meant that they could afford to buy a house earlier, which meant that they could start a family earlier, get married and all that sort of thing. I think um, higher education maybe prolongs that and kind of like puts it a bit further back to, um, you know, further back in the journey, as it were. I don't know what you think, Ariel. I just think um, we now know that our options are there for a lot longer because, like you say, our lifespans are longer. Um, and it is like what you were just saying about the tradition. But there was a tradition. You grew up, women didn't work, you got married, you shot out the babies, and that was your role in life. And that was all done very quickly. Whereas, as things, and actually, this is maybe where technology has helped us mature or be like, give us more options is that we now know, well, actually I don't have to do that straight away. I can choose to travel the world first or I can choose to write that novel first. Or mm. So I think technology in that sense has helped, allowed us because we know what our options are. Everything's so accessible. You know, there's places that we know about now that we didn't know before because I can go on Google and search about a, an island off the Fijian coast. Do you know what I mean? So, um... I'm going there straight away. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the lifespan one's interesting because it boils down to class. Actually, interestingly for the United Kingdom, it's relevant to Euro, really. It boils down to geography. I don't know if you're actually from Glasgow, but Glasgow's got one of the lowest life expectancies in Europe, let alone really? like in the, in the UK. It's, it's, I mean... It's low. It's like what you'd expect for some sub-Saharan African country without money. We're a wealthy right. country, so it's 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 surprising. So I do wonder if it's a class argument about if you grow, if you're in a, a poorer, less middle class background, you're going to mature faster because you have to. Yeah, you have to grow up quicker. Is the um, does that does that count all the way from top to bottom? So does it 
do people live longer like in the, the south of england or the uk i should say rather than up in I just, scotland do we know yeah but broadly speaking but but glasgow scotland has got you know is a surprisingly bad social outcomes considering it's part of you know the rich currently at time recording united yeah. kingdom <laughs> right in, in um, average healthy life expectancy for a glasgow man is 54 Really? Wow. I wonder if it's the culture of diet, though, because the minute you said that, I thought heart disease, because I know that we have one of the biggest, like, heart disease problems in Scotland because of our diets. Like, I grew up with it. You had a square sausage and a big white bath and, like, lard and whatnot, you know, and that's what <laughs> it you ate. It's like a great night out. Like. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, the, the, at the end of the night, you had a thing called a Scooby snack, and it was like an eight-piece bun that had like bacon and burgers and, and square <laughs> sausage and tatty scone and whatnot it's still there i think in sucky hole street but so i wonder if that's a culture from before like diet and that we went away because i remember the first time i saw someone jogging down the clyde and i was like people don't jog in glasgow that's yeah. not part of it that's not what we do we're running jog. for an ambulance quickly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember being really physically shot so for me i don't know if that's um but having if you to know, work from a young age ariel so if you, if you were living in glasgow you know i don't think you're from glasgow where are you from you're edinburgh sterling Sterling, Sterling and Glasgow. Then. Yeah, so I moved through Glasgow when I was about 11. If you, if you were born in Glasgow, you're 57 and a half years is the average life expectancy for a woman. Wow. Wouldn't That's that crazy, make you it? think, I'm going to get my sh mature shit done a little bit early compared to someone like me born in Essex? Yeah, I come from fucking shithole, but still, <laughs> I come from a corner of the country where we might make our eight. My granddad's still alive. My granddad's still going on holiday. What the fuck? That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah It I, does I, change your mind because I sort of think, you know, I know I'm married in that, but you know, my granddad's alive. I can still go beefer and go, yeah, my granddad. And you feel young. But also with working class, you get smokers. Smoking's True. a huge thing. Like, you know, so I wonder if that And makes you look really and makes you look really grown up, kids. Let's not forget <laughs> it. You look really mature with a cigarette. <laughs> but that is one good thing about technology, just to quickly say, is that kids are now more aware of the like the repercussions mm -hmm. of alcohol and smoking and things like that. We're actually it, I know a lot of young kids Gen Z don't drink, don't touch um, alcohol don't touch drugs like that because they have don't that. drink really loads oh, of gen z don't drink it's, it's a waste of calories it's a waste of calories stand up and i can see like gen z is in the audience with their fizzy water and they're like you know we did we did drink we don't do drugs they're like we had a party at mine which was just like writing in a protest sheet on a change.org oh my god my wrist is so knackered from all the signatures last night and i'm like mate and i was at uni i poured a zambuca in my mate's ass and <laughs> And then lit it. It was lit. That killed the germs, obviously. It's <laughs> the truth, though. When I think back, it's like fucking Roman, my past. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's also very expensive to drink now. When I could, when I could drink when I was younger, it was, 20, it was £2 for a bottle of MD 2020. Now it's about 15 quid, which is a lot of money yeah. for a team. Yeah. I just crazy. want to go back to this word, imma immaturity. Uh, I know we dropped it at the top, but I just want, I want to explore it a bit more. Um, what's your understanding of this term, immature? So not childlike, not childish. If I say, to, if someone calls you immature, Ariel, what do they mean? I mean, personally, I don't instantly think of someone who hasn't grown up. I think of someone who's silly. But I know yeah. that that's not what that word means. That's just when I'm like, oh, they're immature. I'm just like, they're just really silly. Does it? I think it might mean that. Like a bit silly, doesn't take life serious enough. But There's I love no positive like hue to it. Because whereas I think... So calling someone immature is a derogatory term, but calling someone silly isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. If Ricky. someone calls me immature, I, I, I die inside. 
it it oh. really it really affects me and and that's from like what I was talking about earlier from school days and just when you, when I was going through that pubescent stage and my connotations with someone calling me immature when you're supposed to be you know getting older you use it as an insult don't you it's an insult like it's it's, it's horrible like horrible. if you're silly you don't mind someone calling you silly no that's fine totally fine I think you're immature and silly but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> funny gets the fanny. That, that, oh, it's horrible, but it's... <laughs> it's researchers... There's nothing more satisfying at Ocean Beach Club than looking like a stick like me in a full table. <laughs> <laughs> Married. Married. <laughs> so the other, the other factor which Ariel kicked the show off with uh, is women, just, there's no denying this, experience puberty earlier. It's just a fact. And of course, Ricky then dropped the shocking fact that he's noticing differences in his daughter aged nine. Yeah. Now, puberty affects boys and girls. We know that. But it's obviously uh, a more traumatic physical change, you could argue, for women. I would argue that. But the fact women experience it earlier not just what you experience, not just the boobs, the hips, the periods, but the fact that you have to deal with that shit years before mm. we have to deal with yeah. m- lack of muscle development. <laughs> you know, how hairy we are, you know, dick, balls, chain, all the stuff boys go through. But at Spontaneous least it, erections. It, yeah, all of that. It's not really, you know, we're, we're talking <laughs> know 13, 14 before that stuff really fills your head on a daily basis. I love the fact um, that Ariel was just like, I didn't know about spontaneous I erections. Didn't know boys that when teenagers that go. was a thing. Like, oh, if you really? need to go to the toilet. It's like, still a oh. thing, Ricky. That's why, I, that's why our heads are framed out. Some of Ariel's stories have been pretty spicy. <laughs> oh my God. No lies, Tom. No lies, Tom. <laughs> I like the way you pretend it used to be a thing when you were younger. Oh, poor Ariel. Sadly, it remains a thing. Oh my God, does it? Here you go. I've just learned something. Yeah, but it can be a mechanical thing with a guy, just just for no reason at all. You know, it's yeah. like a. I think Andrew Maxwell describes it as nature's screensaver, just a bone <laughs> there for no reason. Oh wow. <laughs> um, but but the idea that 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 women go through that earlier, so they lose part of their childhood, the, mm. the f- physical innocence earlier. So just for a thought experiment, let's pretend men's puberty and women's puberty are equally traumatic. We know they're not, but come with me on this. Yep. Were they equally traumatic, it still would be a lot worse to have that shit earlier when you're nine or ten. Yeah, for sure. Because things close down quicker. It's everything that comes with it as well. We're talking about these hormones. I remember every girl in my school was in such a rush then to become an adult the minute we started getting periods or starting to get booze. It was like, who was going to be the first one to have sex? And we were talking about this when we were like 12 and 13. Like, now that's know, insane. That scares the, sh- but, scares yeah, the shit out of But the minute your body goes through that change, you're suddenly like, I, ha- I-, I have to have sex now. I have to have sex. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to experiment. I have to do that. I have to drink. I have to smoke. I have to... I remember just... And I don't know if it's because I grew up in Glasgow, but we were in such a rush to grow up. Like, I yeah. moved to London when I was 17 because I was like, show me the big white lights. I'm going to be an adult now. I mean, moving to London when I was 17 is mad on my own. Mm. Like, and yeah. now I'm like, I can't believe I did that. And ironically, it had the opposite effect. It gave you the permission to embrace a childlike state for longer. <laughs> yeah. Ironically. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, there's also evidence, um, strong evidence, um, statistical evidence, that the houses without dads present produce more mature children more quickly um <laughs> for obvious reasons is if you don't have a dad around you might be having to do some of the heavy lifting for your mum either protecting your younger siblings yeah. but also girls 
in houses without a dad go into puberty earlier. So uh, if there is no dad in the house, statistically, not everywhere, this, you're talking across millions and millions. You, you, you'd have a perfectly balanced house where a daughter starts a period at 10 and a single parent where their daughter starts a period at 16. But broadly speaking, the more single parent in the house, the earlier the period begins. So we have, that's pretty hard evidence. This explains why I still haven't been able to grow a beard because my parents uh, are still happily yeah. married. <laughs> my dad was so overbearing, my beard fell out. <laughs> he would shout, get out your fucking chin and it would just fall. <laughs> shout it out. Is that, wow. Isn't that a depressing statistic? I can't believe that I didn't. My my dad left when he was when I was about five, and I remember the phone call because he um, moved to a different country, and I, I was kind of rebelling when I was teenager. I remember like phoning and being like, "I got my period today. And there's nothing you can do about it." And just being like really ratty about the whole thing, like, "Hey, hey you're missing me, grow up." But like, you know, whatever. Um, I find that a fascinating fact though, because I would say in my household, my brother grew up a bit quicker than me because he's he's eleven months older than me. Right. So, because I think he felt like he had to take on the role of the man in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. I was a bit of a dick when I was a teenager. I really yeah. was like, oh, I hate the world. Um, I just yeah. remember thinking when I was a kid, like, because my mom was really good at, she's one of those moms that can just do, most moms can, but she could just do anything. She could make curtains or like, you know, if you needed an outfit for like your school play, she could make that cakes she could do everything and my dad my dad was a he was a chippy like carpenter could build stuff like would like build like a you know like a, a tree house in the garden or like a shed or whatever he could literally like build loft conversions so i just remember thinking well my mom when i get older my mom can like just sort my house out and my dad can just fix everything why do i have to learn how to like you know like rewire a plug what's the point right. is that why you live in a tree house to this day correct my friend <laughs> it's bringing girls back it's just up this uh, leaf colored ladder <laughs> well mind just you, you you go up first <laughs> <laughs> Just not maturing. That is. <laughs> so in so in dating now, I'm I don't want to piss you off here, Ariel. Remember, we're talking about broad stereotypes to shoot them down, discuss them. Just because they're true doesn't mean they're just. If we've learned anything about society in the last year, is there's lots of stereotypes and things that happen to lots of people. Doesn't mean they're just. Doesn't mean the world has to operate that way. Yeah. So put the trigger finger down, yell. <laughs> but. Why are women seem to be attracted to maturity more across the board? In all surveys, you know, they're tall, dark, financially independent. Yet men seem programmed to remain immature as long as possible. Mm. This is a fatal arms race in the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) Because like you said, the funny gets the funny. So then I don't know, do we associate funny with immaturity and silly? I'm like, I don't don't know. Well, no, some guys, some girls are obviously attracted to that. But broadly speaking, women aren't attracted to, to men to be frank, like me, that, that can't get their shit together, but, you know, might be immature. The one that asks is around, um, the one can actually have a conversation. What I noticed when I was single, before I did this, you can't muddle up being on the telly and on stage. It's not a realistic way to conduct what you would really be like in the dating marketplace. The marketplace. <laughs> so I obviously didn't start doing this till I was nearly 30. So I had a long experience 
uh, before I got my powers. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have pulled. No, and uh, what I know, what I noticed was, uh, women are weird about a man that can have quite a deep conversation quite quickly, mm. that can open yeah. up emotionally quite quickly. I know women say that's what they want, but that was not my experience. And it's still not my experience. If we go away, the lads on holiday, even though we're unmarried, like if we go to a country where no one, like America, for example, where no one knows me from Adam, it's equal playing field. So it's back to when we we're kids. My mate Martin is the one that pulls. What does Martin do? Stands six foot three at the bar, says nothing all night. It's the odd word. Yeah, yeah, I, I sell cars. I've got my life. Totally like cool, like the dad of the group, just the girls flock. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, really, I'm the best friend with every girl there. But I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the neuter, you know, like a dog that's had its bits cut off. <laughs> so what is it about I, I, maturity that attracts women? I think when you uh when you when you if you're when you're a single person, I was single for a long time. I'm not I'm not anymore, but uh, I think when you are you've got the ability to be able to just hold a really good conversation and speak beyond, you know, just like the the usual stuff that single guys speak about, like, you know, send me a pic <laughs> or like, you know, come over come over at this time or whatever. When you can go beyond that, women really like <laughs> it because the major the majority of guys are like that. If you're single, you're kind of like after just a good time. You're playing right? a num- it's so, a numbers game. It's, it's a, a numbers, numbers game, Russ. No, it's not enough men game. are honest. It can be distasteful, but I wish men were more honest so that men and women could understand each other and then work on the things that men are fucking up. There's, a, there's Sometimes the dialogue's closed down because we're too scared to say what's really happening. But if we can't say what's really happening, how can we fix it and discuss it? So we're stuck being pigs in the private. I think it changes with age though because when I was in my 20s I loved a guy who didn't really know what they're talking about and I was like it doesn't matter they're fit and then you yeah. get like to your 30s and you're like um, this guy's really fucking dumb and really hot no <laughs> like you just don't want to go there but it was actually it's funny you say about that conversation like I think I've settled down now with my partner and the com- the conversation I was having him compared to the other guys I was having when I was single was much more engaging and, and it is maybe a bit more mature but then also, he's like the most silly person ever. So I don't know. I, I can't. It's it's this fine line of like what is immature and mature, and what is just funny and or serious. But like they're obviously very different things. But yeah. I also think it's the environments you grew up in as well. Like some kids just have to grow up really quickly from their their backgrounds, like what you've been given in life, basically. Yeah. And and I don't know if that then makes you like say older in life or like crave for that child that childhood that you didn't have i don't know mm, interesting that's some deep shit funny gets funny i don't want to i don't want to run out of time so let's move way way beyond our age ranges because i think we what we can agree on is that all of us mature at least a little bit as time goes on even the most hopeless cases learn stuff so if we're both doing like a ski jump of maturity it's just that women have the benefit chemically and neurologically at least it doesn't mean we have to be that way on a societal level but here we are we're all maturing men will never quite catch women up but we are maturing now there is a lot of evidence that the men the man ski jump then goes down again at a later date yeah i'm afraid so this is more bad news so a man will be (laughs) uh, men in their 50s 60s and 70s then start to i mean we know it's the stereotype they join the band they get the inappropriate clothing the inappropriate sports car if you're looking for statistical evidence we're not talking about the normal divorce rate where if a relationship's going to founder normally happens within six or seven years when the kid's quite young the people that make it through that and stay together 
those marriages tend to fuck up when the men are in their 50s and 60s. And it's normally yeah. the guys that drive it where they've suddenly like, well, I'm still young at heart. There's yeah. more playing to be had. And if you want one <laughs> final horrible proof, the a the decade of a man's life where he is most likely to cheat on a long-term relationship, longer oh, than three years, yeah. is in his 70s. Shut up. <laughs> I Shut fucking up. swear to you. <laughs> No way. So it would seem a man's maturity is just a temporary state we until eventually screwed. you're just a, ho- a horny old <laughs> childlike character in a nursing home, <laughs> banging a real Viagra knob on any door that will have it. I reckon, I reckon because like, obviously, you know, the generation before us, like we were saying earlier, kind of like adulted much, much earlier. And did mm. all that stuff. Like my uncle, for example, he won't mind me saying this, but you know, he had a he had a family by the time he was 22, 23, had a house and whatnot. So when he got to like 40, 45, he he did have that kind of like that stereotypical midlife crisis where he went out and he bought like a sports car, then he started getting out of his getting out of his newfound friends, and his marriage did break down. And I think it's just because, you know, he he did all of this stuff before when he was probably uh. he should have been, you know. Yeah. Go into Ibiza or go into Vegas or whatever. Should have got all that out of the system beforehand and then settled mm. down. I think it's it, maybe, maybe, maybe they were doing that. That is reverse. a lovely spin on it, Ricky. That's a lovely <laughs> spin that our generation won't have it because we've grown up so much more slowly. We Correct. Have, yeah, yeah, there's no oats. There's no that. oats left in the barn to sow. That's what <laughs> get it out of your barn, system. I burnt the barn down and built a fucking club on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what about we? We just got a few minutes left now. Ariel, so I'd just like to ask you about um, in your more a little bit more about your family uh, mm-hmm. background, and um, do you th- so you think like your upbringing and your background really makes a difference to how fast you mature? Because the statistics would bear would bear that out. If you're born into a posh middle class home with two loving parents, you might still be playing with dollies when you're thirteen. I think it's actually much more individual than that. The path that I carved out for myself is very similar to my mum's. We both like ran to the big bright lights of London at a very young age, but then she got pregnant at 21, 22, whereas I was so against that. But like we both, like certainly in the earlier years, but she grew up with her parents still married, whereas my dad left really when we were really young. So um, I don't think I grew up because of him leaving home. I almost like rebelled. Does that make sense? But my brother mm-hmm. had to grow up. Whereas right. now... And then there was a bit of a role reversal, whereas when I moved to London, I matured a bit more and he kind of went back to being silly and doing like Thailand and Ibiza and all that stuff. Um, so I don't know if I can get on board with that fact because I certainly don't think that I matured quicker from it. What, what about you, um, Ricky? Would you say, I mean, for you, how many children have you got? One? One, yeah. So would you say that, that would you say that's a... Uh, would you say that's the thing that sort of turned the clock suddenly on the on the maturity thing for you? Did it switch something on that wasn't there before? Because for me, if I'm being brutally honest, I was disappointed. I thought I was going to hold this baby. Everything was going to fall into place and and everything with the world was going to change and never be the same again. Well, in fact, all that happened was this baby came along. I fell in love with the baby, but I remained completely the same. Yeah, nothing, I, nothing. I, I didn't, I'm not working any harder now. I've not sensed a meaning <laughs> that wasn't there before. So any people that don't have children, I would, I would not listen to the hype because I didn't get any of that shit. Everything's <laughs> the same, except I've now, I, everything's the same, except I've now got this amazing sidekick. Right, but it's right, the right. same. Aww. It was different for me. Like, cause when, when Lola was born, um, I just felt like I just needed to 
she just became the the most important thing to me. Like it didn't matter. Obviously, my career was still important and working and all of that stuff. But if it was if it was a a, a, a toss up between going on a TV show or you know making sure that I could you know pick her up from nursery or whatever, I'd prefer to do that. And because I, I was like, it's so important to me to be there for her in her formative years, especially as like her being. That's a an interesting as well. verb because I, it's an interesting verb you've picked because. Same situation. Maybe it's an age thing. Obviously, I was older. But if I got this fucking O2 gig, I would prefer to be picking up Minna from nursery. Prefer. But where yeah, would yeah, I be? Yeah, yeah. I'd be yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's so a, that's you said prefer, point. but what did you mean? Did you mean prefer as in you did or prefer as in I felt I preferred it and then I went to work? I mean, I still, don't get me wrong. I still, you have to work. You've got to put food on the table. You've got like someone to provide for. So, um, you know, there were times when, uh, you know, you have to make allowances and whatnot. But there were times when I would go, you know what? Like, I'll put that to one side. There'll be another show. It's it's not as important as me being there and my relationship with my daughter. So I know it sounds mm. sad, but that's just, that's just no, how, Can how I, I ask a question to you both? That when you both had go. a child, did you instantly feel like you were a grown up? No. No, no, that no. made me feel even more. Really? Yeah, that made me feel like I was like, how am I in charge of another human <laughs> being? I know you hear people say that a lot, probably cliche, yeah. but it's true. I was like, how how am I responsible for this life? So mm. that scared the shit out of me. So I was like, I've got to be there. I would back that up. I realised how little I knew and how much <laughs> growing up I had to do, which I then refused to do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we are we are completely out of time. I've got to go because I'm going to record my farts on QuickTime and play them like that. So I, find, I find it really funny. You can put sound effects on them and make them sound like Voldemort. So that's what I'm going to do in my evening. Thank you very much. What an amazing panel. I don't think we grew up as a team, but we learned a lot about maturity. So thank you, Arielle Free and Ricky Hayward-Williams. I've been Russell Kane. This has been Man Baggage. Please subscribe. Please like if you've rocked up here because you're fans of today's guests then why not hang around subscribe and listen to past episodes or even listen to episodes coming up thank you very much i'm going to pop my man baggage into its home goodbye how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.